Good morning, everybody. It's that time once again. Happy Friday. Awesomeo.com. It's the betting show. Week six NFL. We're going to focus on, we're going to get a little MLB in there, but myself, Ben Raza, here with my man, Julian Edlow. Happy Friday, sir. How are you? Happy Friday. I am lovely. Um, another weird NFL late <laughs> ahead with a week of Tuesday night football and no Thursday night football and doubleheader Monday night football and a COVID scare in Atlanta that was fake and now maybe a real COVID scare in Indy. And the show goes on. It's true. That sums it up nicely. We did the whole show in about 30 seconds there. Um, yeah, we got we got a lot going on. There's COVID news, certainly in college football, which uh, we'll see what your boys in Alabama can deal with. Um, MOB playoffs are rolling on. And that's honestly where I want to start. Chat, you see what's going on, everybody. Happy to have you. So last night, I haven't been, as you know, I haven't been keeping super tabs on, on these games, but I did check them out. Yesterday, I saw Kershaw, you know, going to try to hero it. That did not happen. So now basically just to catch everybody up, we've got the Braves in not dominating position, but actually dominating position. And then we've got the Rays who were there and the Astros are keeping themselves alive. Have you been betting these? I, I know you've posted some things here and there. How have you been finding the MLB playoffs? So MLB, I was off to a great start just in terms of, you know, the the articles that I post daily on, on Osmo, I would have, you know, some plays in there and then occasionally add plays on Twitter. Um, and I was just kind of going on, on, you know, a, a unit scale for just the MLB playoffs. And at one point was up about 12 and a half units. And now it's at like a little under five. So uh-huh. things have been falling apart a little. So I've been trying to watch myself um, try and get out of here with, you know, a, couple more wins before the world series is over and and bring that number back to something respectable so we don't completely fall apart but it has been getting much more difficult there were a lot of you know more predictable spots i would say earlier on and uh now things are getting i don't know any other word more difficult to, to handicap so like last night i thought whoever won uh game four between la atlanta was gonna win the series if the Dodgers even that up at two and have all the momentum in the world, they're the better team. They're going to get through that. If the Braves get up three to one, I don't know how the Dodgers are going to crawl out of that hole and look what happens. The Braves absolutely go off huge, you know, statement in like a, we're seeing how mental of a game baseball is right now with a guy like Jose Altuve can't even throw a baseball. Uh, The Braves to be able to come back after that was the most unbelievable first inning I've ever seen in uh, <laughs> yeah, 11 <laughs> runs. I had, I, I, I will say one of my, my probably the best baseball bet I've made all season was Dodgers first five. Uh, I was very comfortable with that one up 11, nothing before the Braves even picked up a bat. Um, but to be able to bounce back from that as the Braves in and put up a big number themselves in game four was, was very impressive. Uh, so I think they get that series done. And then quickly on the Houston side, they obviously, um, I, I thought that glass now would get that done and, uh, and sweep them. And then game five turns into a, a bullpen game, raise much better bullpen. They'll close it out then. And the Houston bats they're for real. They're much, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of the Yankees bats that just weren't healthy in the regular season and then got going in the playoffs. But of course they lost to the Rays. So, I, I still think that Tampa is going to be able to get it done because of the pitching they have, but 
if Houston's bats can keep it going and get just enough pitching, a game seven would definitely be exciting. Yeah, I mean, obviously all the pressure is now starting to go to the race side. They, You got to close this out here. And I I, I do kind of think they, they'd get it done today. Uh, Snell on the mound, they're sitting minus 132 is the best price that I see. I don't mind that. I, I think that they will find a way to just close this out. But they better, obviously, the last thing they want is to extend this the longer it goes, the worse it is for them. So we'll see. Uh, like I said, I have not been doing much with it. I, I saw, I was interested to see how you respond. I mean, we don't have a lot of data on how you respond when you're down 15 runs in a game, but the Braves showed, you know, that's why it's not aggregate score. That's one loss. That means nothing. Now they're right back where they want. They would gladly take three, one as any team would. So I don't have a ton to say there. Anything else? Like I said, I just wanted to briefly touch upon baseball. Certainly the NFL is dominating the uh, sports world these days. Yeah. I mean, MLB plays are going to be, there was a point at the beginning of the postseason where it was, you know, two to four plays a day for me because there was a lot of good stuff there. And then, and then it was also nice because we were getting like two days off in between series. So you get to kind of like recharge, look into that next series. Um, You know, right now there's maybe, one, two, three plays left for me in the rest of the season. And I'll, you'll see them if I have them. My, my only other thought for today is with Snell going in that game, just being a lefty, we know those big right-handed bats for Houston. They're going right now. This could be one. I think that we're going to know who's going to win this game early. So if I don't bet this game, there might be a good live betting opportunity because if Snell has it and he's getting, out getting Springer out, getting Correa out, getting Altuve out. Tampa's going to use every piece of that bullpen and hang on and win that game. If now it's obviously easy to say, but if Houston is getting to uh, Snell early, obviously you're not going to get a great price live, but Mm -hmm. I I think that, you know, the matchup could dictate a, a big, uh, a big game for the Houston offense. But if we see early that that's not the case, I like Tampa a lot. That's fair. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not certainly not my forte. I may take a shot with the Rays today. I kind of like that price. And although Houston has the momentum, I listen, Tampa's still up three, two it's first to four. It doesn't really matter how you get there as long as you get there. So that's what we got, but let, let's do it. Let's move. We got a lot of games. Um, and we got a lot to talk about with the NFL chat. It's good to see everybody. Obviously, I, I will say what I always say. Two things equally important. First, if you can hit the like button, we appreciate it. And two, as you're going to see throughout the show, you guys should be familiar with it. But if you're not checking out Odd Shopper, you're just making a mistake. Uh, all these sports books, they have different lines. You're not going to see the same prices and you're not going to get the same value if you're not checking it out. Uh, you can head over to Awesome Odd Shopper and you browse a number of the biggest books out there and find the right bet for you. It's totally free, completely free. Uh, and in addition, you're going to see we've got some new pages up, uh, these game pages that are, are honestly a game changer. So when we break down these games, our man behind the glass, Jordan Klein, uh, he'll be digging into that. We have the promos, we have everything you want, every state available. Uh, it's really, truly a one-stop shop. So really encourage you to check that out. Let's get into it, Julian. We'll start with the 1 p.m. window. Um, you know, we've got a obviously a good amount of games. I believe there's nine. What do you make of it? Uh, are you waiting? That's the first question I wanted to ask you. Are you changing your approach in general because of these COVID issues? Or are you just kind of saying, if that's something that pops up, I'll deal with it? 
Um, it's a good question, but honestly, it's I think it's kind of case by case for me. Okay. Uh, so let me think of an example. Like with the Patriots one with Cam, uh, and they push the game. The game winds up getting only pushed back a day, but it's in question. Like as soon as that news came out, I, I obviously took the Chiefs minus uh, six and a half. I got it at, which was a great price. It got voided because yes. the game got moved. If it got played on Sunday, it would have counted. Um, so then there's ones like. I don't know. like if you're if if you're gonna bet the Colts Bengals game this weekend, like I, I would just bet it how you're gonna bet it, and if it plays, it plays. It doesn't sound great, but also Atlanta didn't sound great uh, yesterday, and Schefter is rarely wrong, but he said there were four positive tests, and it wound, winds up being one assistant coach positive, and everything looks like a full go there. So it's just it I, it's an easy answer, but it's such a case by case thing for me. Um, in terms of when the game is, does it look like it's going to get played on time? Is it something that can get pushed to Monday or Tuesday, or is it going to get pushed two months? Like, we don't know. So you got to, it's really just case by case. I, I don't, if you're going to, the only example this weekend, I guess, if you're going to bet Colts Bengals, I would bet it how you're going to bet it would be my answer. Fair enough. And I think I'm in line with that, but let's dive in. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick it off with one of the worst games, but you know what? That doesn't matter for, for betting. It's, it's one of my favorites. I'm going to go to the football team and the New York Giants, the battle in the NFC East. Odd Shopper has the Giants. Your best value is going to be, there's a couple two and a halfs out there. It seems like it's trending towards three right now. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm going to go with the Giants. I think they break through and get their first win. I'm not a believer in Kyle Allen. I'm not a believer in this football team in general. Uh, the Giants, although they have no wins, they've at least in two straight weeks been competitive against teams that obviously, you know, they're not the best teams in the world, but the Rams are quality and the Cowboys say what you want, but they're still a decent team. As we bring up that game page right there, you know, you can see some discrepancies. The spread has been moving a little. I'm on the Giants side. Do you have a feel? Are you with me, against me, or are you probably just passing? Um, I do like that, you know, one thing that I will give you credit for that I think you're pretty good at is finding these crap games on the board <laughs> and picking a side and doing well with them. Um, I, I was iffy on that Bengals Jags game. And when it moved to one, I was like, screw it. I'll take the Bengals minus one. And they dominated the Jags uh, in terms of this game. The giants did hang with the Rams. And then a, a week later, we see the Rams uh, smash the football team. So we have a little bit of a gauge of, of, you know, recent competition against the same team that would tell us uh, that the Giants might be a little better. A weird situation in Dallas, tough for the Cowboys to fully compete with with what happened with, you know, Dak kind of taking the air out of the building there. But the Giants were in that game the whole way. Uh, so I, I don't think you can knock them uh, in that game. And you know I'm a Giants hater, but I think my under six and a half wins is looking pretty safe. So... You can spare one. Give me, just give me can, one this week. We can week. spare one, uh, especially since I pre-calculated a win or two against the football team uh, to begin with, because the football team stinks. So I am, if I bet this game, it it would be Giants. I can't say that I'm going to. I love getting the two and a half over the three, obviously, because it could be one of those crappy games that the Giants win 23 to 20 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Giants, you know, 
from the beginning of the season, they were supposed to be the the better team. Washington was supposed to be far worse. So I think that's the right side. Yeah, and I'm not not I'm not saying that Haskins is great or even solid, but I I don't really get I didn't get the move when they made it. It was a dumb move. It's a first round pick that you invested in. Ride them out and see everything that you can get out of it before you go to Kyle Allen. And with all due respect, awesome story, but Alex Smith at this stage in his career. He's gonna get killed in yeah, I I like I said. Here's something actually really quick to talk about. Sure. So sites that have comeback player of the year odds. It's just him. is like minus 300 or steeper just for taking snaps. I, again, I don't mean any disrespect to Alex Smith. It's a great story. He worked his ass off to get there. Um, you know, it's a, it's a feel-good, heartwarming story. That's great. That does nothing for gambling. Cam Newton is probably going to lead the Patriots to the playoffs and, you know, is looking like his old self. He's plus 400 or better. Ben Roethlisberger is in the same situation, missed almost all of last season. He's going to lead the Steelers to the playoffs and have a pretty strong season. He's up at like plus 500. Wow. I would just take Cam and Ben and say that Alex Smith, who might not even play again this season, isn't going to win the award just because he took snaps. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one, obviously. I'm not sure how many books have that, but if they do, those are the type of things you want to at least explore. So, because uh, it is, uh, I think BetMGM, I think had it up. I know FanDuel had it up as of yesterday because um, <laughs> I wrote it up in my NFL futures uh, article that comes out weekly. I, it, I just think it's you know too much credit for not doing anything. Sorry, Alex Smith. Not yeah, I'm sorry. He did a ton to recover off the field. Of course. No, no. It's it's a great story. And neither of us are saying that's not. It's just there is a real chance that Alex Smith does not play again this year because, you know, he's behind other guys that could stay healthy. So um, we'll see. Yeah. And and like I said, this game, it's got a low total. And as you can see on the screen there, majority of the bets are on the over. I don't really have a side there, to be honest. I'm going to stick with the Giants and just call it a day. Uh, I ask you this every week because – I'll pass back the compliment to you. Certainly in the teaser market, that is not my forte. You seem to pick your spots pretty well there. Is this a week where you find yourself maybe trying to look over some teams, get to get to some key numbers, uh, pump some spreads up, anything like that? Or is this more with a lot of competitive spreads looking across the board? Or are you just trying to pick winners? Yeah, I'm just trying to pick winners. I, it, you can kind of see, like the first thing you need to see are the key numbers on the board. Like you need a lot of teams at nine and a half to get down to two and a half. The best ones are six to seven that you can just get to winners and get a better price on a two team. You know, if two teams are, if a team's minus six and a half and a team's minus seven, you love them both to win. You tease them and you get it at like minus 110 when the money line parlay is minus 150. That's where I find the best value in teasing. And those teams aren't really there this week. Like you look at the board, what are you going to do? Like, you can get Baltimore minus two at Philly and Miami. The freaking Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites. You can get them minus two and a half to a key number against the Jets. Like Miami's tempting because the Jets are so bad. They're such an easy fade. Getting Miami at two and a half feels good, but it's still the Dolphins. Um, so uh, I just don't see it. The Patriots are, are big nine and a half, 10 point favorites. 
they're going to beat the Broncos, but, and teams coming out of COVID outbreaks in all sports have kind of done well. Uh, but I don't, you can't back a team that big of a favorite coming out of everything that's been going on. I, New England will win because it's at home against Denver, but it's just not, I don't want to force it. It's not there. Let's see what happens next week or in two weeks or in three weeks. That's the key with these. You have to be patient with them. And when they happen, like week two happened, there were five or six teasers that I played and they all hit no, Save for the absolutely. good spots. I want to ask you about another game. We go to the South and I don't think I've ever said this because it's not something you normally say. The Titans are working off of the mega short week. Uh, really impressive. I was, I was certainly leaning towards the bills uh, in that game and the Titans handled them easily without a lot of key pieces. Some of them are going to return. They're at home. Once again, three and a half point favorite over the Texans. Do you worry about, uh, first of all, do you have interest in the game? And then do you think coming off a Tuesday game makes a difference rather than, you know, some teams of course play Monday night uh, all the time. Do you, do you think that matters? Um, maybe a little bit, but for the most part, it's not that much different than playing Sunday and then Thursday, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm trying to do some math in my head, but I'm too dumb. Is it one day? It's one day more rest, right? Yeah, I think so. That, right? It sounds yeah. right. Okay. So I think playing Tuesday night and then Sunday, you even get one more day of rest than playing Sunday and then Thursday. So it, yeah, I was just gonna say it's more unpredictable in the sense that when you, you know, when your Thursday game is like, right. this is obviously out of out of the blue in a lot of ways so for me maybe i would be worried about it if the titans looked awful on tuesday but they seem fine they seem better than fine they well rested and just dominated the bills so they knew this was coming they were planning on playing tuesday and then knew they would be playing sunday after i i you know we've been talking all all season seemingly about when Houston's going to get its bounce back. I was passing on them against the Jags until saw that Jacksonville injury report, missing three of their, maybe their three best defenders. And then I got in on Houston minus five and a half, which yep. worked out. Uh, I kind of, I mean, and, and they don't have to travel. Tennessee's at home. All they are. I kind of like Tennessee minus three in this spot. I think they've proven they're the much better team and uh, they're getting a short number because of the short week and still reacting to the COVID outbreak and everything. Were you surprised? So like, you know, as you can see right on the game page, and this is one of the reasons I really, I really like this page, the majority, the vast majority of bets are on Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't surprise me at all. If you would have told me, all right, they crushed Buffalo. They get a home name with a team that's got one win. Uh, that's got all sorts of problems that just fired their coach. What would the spread be? I would say, you know, maybe six. Um, something like that, three and a half. I, I don't know. It, it, the number kind of, in a way, seems a little trappy uh, in, a, in a game that, it, I'll tell you this, I think we both agree on this. If the Texans have any chance this year, they have to win. This is the game that could change it. Uh, this would be a, a key game to get. You can't avoid to give another one to the Titans here. They have to win this game. Absolutely, 100%. The Titans, uh, the Texans season is done if they do not win this game. Yep. So that's the one scary part, how badly Houston needs the game versus 
if Tennessee loses, hey, we're still four and one, we're still in great shape. Yep. Um, so in terms of desperation, yeah, the, Houston is desperate. But, uh, you know, just go – so that's one way to handicap it. The other way to handicap it is just the pure numbers, which point to Tennessee having having great value. This is So this week, without the teasers, there are a lot of threes that are moving to three-and-a-half fours that I've, I've bet that I like a lot. I think it's a good week for some teams that are in the minus three range. And I want to hear, I want you to give me, because a couple of games caught my eye as well there. We did have a good question from chat, though, because I know we have a lot of people who, who don't bet too often, and, and someone asked, what is teasing? So basically, there's all different types, but what it is, is say in the NFL, you were able to select a couple spreads, say you do a two-team teaser, and it's six points, you get to actually move the number. So if a team is a three-point underdog, they are now a nine-point underdog. Uh, you do that with two games. Obviously, your odds are impacted, but you're you're getting a lot more points than the spread. So you can do that with the favorite, with the dog, with the total, which I strongly would recommend you do not do, but mm-hmm. you could if you wanted to. And they have all different types. So it's just one way to do it. And obviously, as Julian talked about, the value in teasers is when you move through key numbers such as seven or three or ten. Um, don't cross zero. That's another thing you probably shouldn't be doing but back to these spreads was there a game in that early window that kind of ranked above the others for you um the early window there's not i mean it's not a great i have tennessee minus three um just scrolling through okay so the other one and this was three i got minnesota at um minus three and a half and it's mostly fours now, I think. So with that one, uh, the Falcons are due, I guess, at some point, right? I know that you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're due for a couple years. of your teams uh, in, in the Falcons and Broncos have, have really come undone in the uh, futures market. But the, the it's too good of a matchup for Minnesota. Um, they're at home. They're coming off a loss. So the Falcons are are winless and have covered once. The Vikings are still three and two against the spread, and two and one against the spread coming off a loss. Last season, Minnesota was six and zero oh against the spread off a loss. So if we go back through 2019, this team is uh, eight and one against the spread coming off their last nine losses. Uh, they're at home. The Falcons have arguably the worst secondary in football. Kirk Cousins should be able to maybe throw a little bit more with Dalvin cook out, even though Madison will do just fine carrying the, uh, carrying the load in on the ground. I think it's a spot that Minnesota's offense can, can really do well. And their defense has been coming back to life uh, after a bad start. They're right around average recently. They did a pretty decent job against Russell Wilson. It's a lot to ask to, you know, stop him on that last drive. They, they should have just kicked that field goal. Um, they were, the defense was kind of put in a bad position there. So they did a decent job against Russell Wilson and uh, the Seahawks. I think they'll do fine against Matt Ryan and the Falcons at home. I, I think it's a really good spot for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to have to convince me too much to take. And once again, as you can see with the game page, Minnesota taking the majority of the bets, and that doesn't surprise me. That's not potentially a bad thing. It, it's just you have to make sure – 
and you know we don't get too in depth in the show, but we will as time goes on. You want to make sure that the money is lining up with it. If the spread is dropping and everyone is on the Vikings, that's probably a sign that there's some heavy money coming in on the other side. I don't see that here. I don't like the, the Falcons are just you know it's a lost season amongst many problems. I assume you do not worry one bit if Dalvin Cook plays. Like Madison is more than serviceable in that backfield. Yeah, that's that. I, I don't think that would change this. Do you think the spread would change if no. Cook was ruled in or out? No, not one bit. Uh, I do think depending, and I, I'm sure books will be ahead of it because it's not going to be a surprise. And I haven't seen these lines out. You certainly can explore some props with with Madison, even if it's just receptions. Uh, if you think he gets some dump off, certainly. Obviously, Thielen should be busy. Irv Smith has shown life. They're gonna they're gonna dismantle this Falcons team offensively. Now, can Atlanta score with them? Maybe, but they're so banged up. We'll have to see what the deal is with Julio against right. you know the, the Vikings secondary is not even remotely similar to how it's been. You have a feel on the total here. Um, that was one other thing I wanted to ask you. I, I personally don't. I think a lot of people think it could shoot out at sitting at fifty four. Little juice to the over. Um, when it was at its peak, wasn't it at like 57 or so? It's been bouncing around. Yeah. Um, at 57, I'd, I'd go under, I'm not going to mess. I'm not going to mess with it at 54 and a half because, or 54 or whatever, because like we could just see it going any, any which way. Um, another way, I guess if I did anything with a total, what, let me see what's Minnesota's team total. Um, so does team total i don't know so yeah I'll, I'll have it in a second it's because that game one of the problems was it was pulled off the board for a lot of places because of the 29 and a half 29 hmm. if it was 27 and a half i would fire but 29 and a half is not yeah so i right i'm i'm with you a couple less points there and i would be over on minnesota team total just because that's the side that we trust more we don't know what we're going to get from atlanta yeah and that's why i wouldn't bet the total and that's why if you did bet it i would isolate it and just bank on minnesota scoring points banking on them getting to 30 is a little much for me so i'm I'm with you there if this was 27 and a half then i'm in i do have and you know we're going to move on to the four o'clock games here in a minute and and friend of the show mike was saying about that packers bucks game i do want to ask you about that because uh, that's one of the premier games I want to give, and they're not all out, but we we've been doing good with player props. I know you're really sharp with those. Uh, we were on Kareem Hunt under; he did stay under last week, and that worked yeah, out. Right there, good call. I got one that is up right now, uh, and it should be a pretty obvious spot. But you know what? I feel comfortable with it. I'm going to Chicago. Um, David Montgomery is poised to be very popular in DFS. His rushing yards right now it's it's a 59 and a half. Um, Carolina is 31st right now in rushing yards allowed per attempt. They are awful on the ground. It's a competitive spread. This guy's had double digit carries in every single game this year. Uh, if they win the game, I think he could push for 15 to 20 carries. I don't think that's unreasonable to me. This is a good spot to target, especially if you think the bears win the game. Carolina's defense is allowing 5.4 yards per carry. That's horrendously bad. Yeah, I'm totally with you here um <clears throat> good spot uh, no real competition in that backfield especially with Tree cohen down yep. um 
you know, going against the Panthers defense for, for running backs has been something you do in, you know, it, like David Montgomery is going to be in my cash lineup probably this week. Yep. Like those are the type of guys that you want to bet very fair player props on when, when we're talking overs, um, you know, to rush for 60 yards in this game, it's uh, you know, a, a pick them essentially point spread uh, it. The Panthers aren't really a team that even if you like Carolina in this game, do you think they're going to blow them out? No, I, I would be very surprised if, if, anybody wins this game in a blowout, which is good for a, a running back over uh, not much to add. I think it's uh, I haven't done too much in the, in the player prop market yet. It, it kind of comes out throughout the day for the most part on Fridays, especially when you get injury reports uh, coming. So that's one that I've had, you know, circled as a, as a guy that I'm very interested in, in backing in multiple ways this week, but rushing yards is probably going to be the best way to do that. Yeah, it's just a situation where obviously it doesn't mean you're going to win, but he's going to have his opportunities pretty much. I don't see any scenario where he doesn't have at least volume that can get him there without needing, you know, a fluke long run. Uh, And then I see there's a lot of ways where he could have such volume that he doesn't even need to average uh, more than, you know, four yards a carry to get over this. No problem. So. Right. It, it's just a good spot. I'll live with the really what you do. I mean, I know for me with player props, obviously you, you want to gauge where they're going to fall, but it's more about projecting the volume. Like if, mm-hmm. if he has 15 plus carries, I've done my job. It doesn't mean he's going to go over the number, but I've done what I can do. It's just like we were talking before the show about AJ Brown uh, on Tuesday. And when Tredavious White got ruled out, we both said, all right, the targets are going to be there. Does that mean it's going to automatically work? No, but we'll live with it. And then obviously we're fortunate enough that it, it really did work. So that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to attack David Montgomery because I feel very confident in the volume. I like that one. I'll 99% be on that one. Um, and another one just to touch quickly because we were talking about the Vikings backfield. Assuming Cook's out, assuming Madison is confirmed as the, you know, Bell lead count. back. I don't know what how Boone is going to mix in, but like, and this is one like Carolina. Not only this season has Carolina been awful against the rush, but going back to last season, just terrible. The Falcons giving up receptions to running backs yep. is like notorious. <laughs> They're going like the running, the running back is going to catch passes. Uh, so potentially a receptions prop on, on Madison would be uh, of interest there. Um, and one other thing that is interesting, because you mentioned all we can ask for it, like if we bet Montgomery to get, over 59 and a half get 60 rushing yards if he does if he gets the 15 carries we've done our job i actually like from time to time betting on a player's rushing attempts which you can find at certain books yep um i know DraftKings has it up from time to time and it's for limited players it's not you know as wide of a market as receptions or rushing yards or whatever but uh, like an example of one, one of my biggest player props of the season was in week one, Devin Singletary's rushing prop was like 15 and a half, I think. And that was when Zach Moss was healthy. Yep. They both got nine carries. Moss and Single, Singletary each got nine carries in that game. And it was an easy under. Um, you can find ones where, you know, Josh Jacobs is a guy that carries like 24 times a game, but you can't set a number at that. It's always 16 and a half, 17 and a half. Um, so just betting the over on his rushing attempts has been very, very profitable this season. That's one that I like because the matchup doesn't necessarily matter. If it's a team that's going to hand, be handing it off or not be handing it off to a certain guy, 
there's some some value in looking there. No doubt. And, and yeah, that's more a game script type thing. So if you if you can project that, you can really hone in. Um, all right. We're going to move to the, I guess we can call it the 4 p.m. slate. There's two games. So we can hit on those. Then we're going to talk the night really games. All it is. Yeah, it's only two games. We've got, and, and one of them honestly shouldn't be. Good even one and a bad one. <laughs> yeah. One doesn't even qualify as a game. We got the Jets against the Dolphins. We've got the Packers and the Bucks, which is a big time game. I know you'll have some eyeballs on that. I guess we can start with the the worst game. Uh, listen, I'm not going to let the Jets are awful. I would never back them, but I'm not going to lay nine and a half points with this Miami team. Is there anything that you can do here? I mean, I know you mentioned teasing, or is it a game where you just say, you know what? Uh, it's a pass. It's an ugly game. Um, I'm working with a limited setup today, but do you have, is there a player prop that you see on like Miles Gaskin? rushing i don't know if it is up yet let me let me okay. take a look time uh, you look for that and i'll just say that i'm not gonna bet this game maybe some player props obviously we're looking into that but 58 and a half it's a little bit more than i wanted um it's pretty rich he does a lot in the passing game he shouldn't have to in this realm but i want to see if jordan howard is inactive again to me i mean i know that's more on the touchdown side i just want to see exactly how they distribute what should be a lot of carries on the ground. So in theory, you like Miami to win this game. You like <laughs> yes. you know, some handoffs and whatnot, but yeah, I, I can't back Gaskin at that number. Um, so there's only one thing that interests me in this game, and I'm not even sure I'll do it. But like I said, if 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 there was a teaser piece this week and it feels gross because it's the Dolphins is almost a double-digit favorite, but if you wanted to get my, if you had a seven point teaser, I guess, and you wanted to get Miami to two and a half, only need to win this game by a field goal at home. That shouldn't really be an issue because of how much the jets suck. So there's a piece. If you want it, if like, if you love something, if you're like, I have to tease the Ravens, I have to tease the Browns up to plus 10, like whatever you want to do. And you want another piece, Miami can be that piece. One of the, again, one of the many things that's great about this game page, you know, if you scroll down a little bit, we have the betting records and the betting trends and (laughs) the Jets, not only are they just awful, they're awful against the spread. So they're 0-5 straight up. They are also 0-5 against the spread so far. Uh, These five against the spread and they're failing to cover by 10.8 points per game. Yeah. You mentioned, I believe you tweeted something about this saying like, no matter what you did last week, you should have taken all that money and just put it on the Cardinals. As you kind of talked about on the show, it doesn't get easier than that. And yes, Flacco is in again. I don't think that matters. I I guess it's a little downgrade, but it does. the, the Jets are just, they have nothing going for them and their head coach is an unmitigated disaster. Now you're making me want to take my own advice and just bet on the Dolphins. Like, and I had a good Sunday. I went, I went five and two on Sunday and I was still like, I should have just (laughs) taken all that money and bet it on the Cardinals uh, because it was just so easy. And now I want to bet on the Dolphins, but nine and a half is such a big number. Yeah, it is. Um, But I will see if something emerges right now. I do not have exposure to the game. I want to talk about this other game though. So we've got a, a big time matchup Packers, Bucks, Rodgers, Brady, 55 and a half total. The Bucks are, you know, it's a virtual pick them. They are a one point dog at home. A, you must have been, that was a crucial loss to the Bears. Uh, that was one that 
in many facets, I think hurt both of us. We talked about this last week. Just bah. Um, what do you? What Tampa do you was of- so much better and so much more talented. They're like, this is where it's never from a. And this is like a Patriots homer take or whatever. You can make fun of me, but it was never more evident last week how much Brady and Belichick should just swallow their pride and stay together. A smart game manager, not even game manager, just a smart quarterback that makes all the right plays, knows how to play with the smartest, best head coach. That's why they were so successful all these years. Then we see, why don't we plug Brian Hoyer in there for the Patriots and we're taking sacks on wind down the clock. And then we're using our fourth timeout that we don't have. And then in Tampa, we have penalty, 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 awful offensive line play. Hey, why don't we put like a tight end here to help block Khalil Mack? How about not? We'll just keep taking sacks every play. Awful coaching, awful discipline. It's just like after those games, that KC game for for New England and the Bears game where Tampa was clearly the more talented team uh, and lost that game, that's where I think Brady and Belichick both maybe sit down and be like, ah, had it pretty good with that other guy. This is, like I said, this is a key game. Certainly the Packers don't need the game. It would be nice. That could go a long way into seeing teams come into Lambeau very late in the playoffs. I'm not going to bet this game. I'll be honest. I like the under a little bit. 55 and a half just seems a little heavy to me. Both teams can really score, but at the same time, I, I don't, you know, Vita Vea being out does hurt, but I still think Tampa can stop the run a bit. What do you make of a game? Like I said, big time matchup. Uh, as you can see, looking at the at the public betting, most people are back in Green Bay in both money and bets. Yeah, and Green Bay has been better, so that they makes have. sense. Um, but this could be a bounce back spot for Tampa too. Who, you know, Green Bay is coming off the bye, but Tampa also played last Thursday, so both teams are going to be very fresh for for this game. This is. I mean, a little bit different, but almost like the Houston type of handicap where Tampa's kind of desperate, I guess. To it's a big game for them. Not There's fall no three and three. They they need to get to four and two. Like you said, that Bears loss was awful and crushing. And uh, that was We're lucky the Raiders aren't on the slate. And then the Saints. The Saints should have lost to the Chargers. That, that should have been a big week for my Tampa plus 350 division bet. Tampa should have won. New Orleans should have lost. Instead, it goes the other way in both games. Ouch. Um, and then the Raiders win to just. Oh, we didn't even talk about that yet. No, because they're not on the slate. They're not worth talking about. But I, I will tell you, every time the Raiders win now, I think of you. And just uh, like I said, it's Are just such a brutal that team. Game? Like they dominated the Chiefs in the second half. Yeah, insane. But that's neither um, here nor there. Yeah, the Raiders are my. Uh, the Broncos are to you as the Raiders <laughs> are to me. Um, every time I see the Broncos come out like as another 10 point nobody, I'm like, oh, poor Ben. Yep. But um, yep. it's fine because I'm getting porked by the Raiders. So we, we both have a team. That <laughs> yeah, the West doing. wasn't great to us. So no. sick. Um, that was a, yeah. I mean, the Raiders have beat the Saints and the Chiefs. That was not part of my plan when I took under seven and a half. Nope, didn't budget that one in, in Arrowhead. Anyway. Anyway, that is enough rambling. Yes. Um, I will not be betting this game, I don't think, either. Uh, something tells me that the Packers have been overachieving a little bit. 
Um, and that's fair. They'll be getting Devontae Adams back too, which is reason to back, more reason to back uh, Green Bay, obviously. Something tells me that Brady is going to, you know, inject himself a little bit into the coaching and kind of clean things up a bit because it's not like the talent isn't there. It's not like they're missing anything really. They just need to clean it up to put together a solid game. And we've, we've seen them do it. Something tells me that the time off and how messy last game got is going to inspire Tampa to kind of put together a more respectable game. Um, And they're at home and I lean Tampa, but really for me, from a futures perspective, I, I need Tampa to win this game anyway. So I'm just going to sit back and root for them. And that's that. Yeah, I, I just I look at the teams and listen, I, I think the Packers are a good team. I'm a kind of a Packers fan in a lot of ways. They play Minnesota, Detroit, the Saints, who's obviously not Saints, firing on all cylinders and the Falcons. I don't think that's the like, I'm not surprised they've put up a lot of points. And I, I think that this game could be a little more grinded out. The books have really budgeted for the Packers kind of running through everyone. And Rogers has been fantastic. My only play on this game is the under 55 and a half. That's just a little much for me. I, I think this game plays in the twenties, to be honest. I'm with you there. I think it'll be, and it's going to be close too. like, this is going to be yeah. 27, 24, 28, 20, you know, 21, yeah. something either like that wouldn't surprise me. Either team winning 27, yep. 24, 24, 23. I, I'm with you there. It's going to be in that that type of score with a coin flip type of game. Yeah. And and that's where, again, I think we can use what we've seen to kind of our advantage through the, like matchups really matter, you know, and that's just to tie it into what I said about the giants. Like when you play the Steelers, the Niners, the rent, like, yes, they're a bad team, but you know, if they started with jets and some of these other teams, they, their record would look better. Uh, it doesn't mean they are a better team though. So Keep that in mind. All right. We've got three games left, one on Sunday night, two on Monday night. The Sunday night game is really tough. Big time matchup out in the West. We got the Rams and the Niners. Niners, a home dog. Uh, Jimmy G, that was horrendously bad. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, If the Dolphins can blow out the Niners, they can blow out the Jets at home, right? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I guess guess you do have to go back to him. I totally get that, but... I assume he's on like a somewhat short leash again. Like you, you can't have that. And their season is slowly sipping through the cracks already. Yeah. Um, and I guess CJ Beathard is the only other option. You, like Nick Mullins sucks. You can't go to him. Not Nick, the, Mullins, yeah. that, Nick Mullins had the worst throw of the season on that pick six against the Eagles, which cost me the last leg of all my like teasers <laughs> and parlays and stuff. So screw Nick Mullins. Um Here's so I'm taking a couple of square minus three plays that everybody is on this week. And one of the most important things is balancing your like square and sharp plays. Cause you can say, Oh, you got to take the sharp side every time. Well, the sharp side also doesn't hit every time. Sometimes you want to be with the public and be the, the square kind of like Tennessee or Minnesota or whichever one. Um, I, the sharp side here is no doubt San Francisco. They were the look ahead line here was minus three. Now they're plus three. I love the Rams minus three. Um, I think there's a great chance that the 49ers just absolutely suck. And we haven't accepted that yet. They have two wins. Do you know who the two wins are? 
Well, one's the Jets. And the other's the Giants. Oh, well, damn. Those There's... are the two wins over the two sockbag New York teams. Oh, oh. They got blown out at home by uh, the Dolphins. They lost at home to the Eagles. And they lost to the Cardinals, who we were a little afraid of at first and are now very much leveling off. Yeah. And they're uh, banged up. They've been banged up the whole year, the Niners. And they, like, right. And some of it is not their fault at all. They've been brutally, you know, savaged by injuries. But you have to factor that in. It's not their fault, but you have to factor that in, that they have bodies down everywhere. So, and the Rams have been strong. I think the Rams have looked pretty good in most situations. They haven't played that difficult of a schedule. They've played a lot of the bad teams that uh, that the Niners have played, but they, they handled the Eagles. Um, they stuck around with the Bills and arguably should have won that game against the Bills. I think this is a spot where we're, you know, sharp money is kind of overthinking it. Like, oh, this is the value on the Niners. I think the Niners might absolutely stink, finish last in this division, and, and the Rams can pretty easily win this game by seven, 10 points. I think for me, if you take a position on this game, it regardless of the position you take, it's because of the Niners. Like, I don't know many people that are backing the Rams because of the Rams. I think if you back the Rams, you think the Niners are done. And if you back the Niners, you think that the Niners are still the team that everyone would have them favored in this spot uh, if they were the team that was predicted. I'm more in the former. I think that you don't you don't just replace guys like Bosa. Jimmy G is obviously hurt still. Um, I'm not saying that teams have figured out what Kyle Shanahan is doing, but certainly they don't look nearly as effective. And they've got weapons, but the backfield is not really firing. Kittle can't have, no one can get him the ball, and the defense is not nearly as strong. So I'm not overly sold that the Rams are a really good team but I'm pretty confident that the Niners are not a serious contender in the NFC or even in the NFC West at this point. So uh, Rams are passed for me. This is my, I guess if you're like weighing my handicapping, how much am I backing the Rams and how much am I fading the Niners? This is like 80% Niners fade and 20% trust in, in the Rams. And I think a lot of people are in there and that's, listen, it doesn't really matter what you think about the team, if you're confident in one team in either direction, you can use that as your barometer when you're, when you're trying to make a wager. Uh, so keep that in mind. We got two more here. Like I said, we get the double Monday night header Cardinals Cowboys, really weird game. Um, not sure what to make of it. Cowboys are a slight dog, obviously without Dak and then chiefs bills, uh, another home dog bills, you know, getting four and a half out there, I see. Um, what do you make of those games? I mean, Cardinals-Cowboys is one of the strangest on the slate to me. Um, so I don't know what to make of them necessarily now, but I did bet both games at opening. Okay. Um, I have a weird, I'm in on all the primetime games this week. I have Rams minus three. Um, I have Chiefs minus three. And I have Cowboys plus three. Um. Uh, I bet the Chiefs minus three before the Bills played Tuesday night football. I was banking on the Chiefs bouncing back from, uh, you know, <laughs> we know what happened in that one. Um, so I'm, I'm banking on the Chiefs bouncing back. Then we saw the Bills game and I'm kind of split. Like now the Bills need to bounce back at home as well. But I'm more confident in like, like I keep saying, I still think the Patriots are going to win that division. 
this will be you and I are head to head here. We certainly season. are. We have a little competition. I, the Bills are frauds. They're going to fall apart at some point in time. Cam's exceeding expectations. Bill's the best coach. They're going to figure it out. Um, so I, I, I'm more confident in Kansas City bouncing back. What I did like, so I was a little afraid, okay, now Buffalo needs to bounce back. But what I did like, Ryan Tannehill shredded that Buffalo defense. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes certainly should be able to do the same to a more extreme degree, I would think. So I don't know if you want to take it at four, four and a half. I probably can. Like if the Chiefs win, they're probably going to win by a touchdown or something like that. So if, if you really like the Chiefs, go for it. I'm happy I got the three. Mm-hmm. Um, are you back? I know you're a Bills back. Are you back in the Bills in this game? No, I'm not. Uh, I don't love the, sh- like, I, I know it's not ideal. I just, I don't love the short week. I will say the Bills need to get healthy. When you, Tredavious White and guys like that, they have to be on the field for the Bills. So, you know, I want John Brown back. I want Tredavious White back. They get these type of guys back. I expect a good effort. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love the idea of sh- trying to short the Chiefs after a humiliating loss in Arrowhead. Like, right. it, it's just not a great situation. I'd love, I, I'll use this as a barometer to see where I'm at for my, my AFC East future. Uh, I, if the Bills hang in this game, and obviously if they win this game, I feel really good. If not, then possibly back to the drawing board. Uh, I like the Cowboys a little. Um, listen, it's Dak is a great player, but Andy Dalton has been there and done that. He's a serviceable guy. They have weapons. I don't think he's going to lose the game for them. Um, and, and, you know, I think the line kind of shows that. They're still borderline pick them against the team that, I think you and me were not sold and we're still not overly sold on this Cardinals team. Is that fair to say? Definitely. And we know the way the Dallas defense is played, like Murray and Hopkins are probably going to make a couple big plays in this game. Uh, and, and Dallas is going to have to get past that. But this is one where I'm on the opposite side of, like I explained for Niners Rams, mm-hmm. like, Niners were supposed to be minus three. You get them plus three. Got to take the value. Well, not exactly because the Niners might be awful. This spot, the look ahead was Dallas minus three. Then Dak gets hurt and it opens Dallas plus three. Obviously, we're seeing some of that value shrink, but I think Dallas is going to win the game. Um, So you can still, I guess, play them on the money line if you're okay with a little bit less value. Uh, For me, you know, Dak's been great, but you're plugging Dalton in. Like you said, this is a guy that took the Bengals to the playoffs five years in a row. I think most people would say that Dalton is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. So he still gets all these weapons in Zeke Cooper Gallup. uh, CD lamb's been fantastic. He's going to be able to do stuff with that. Um, So I I think that it's an overreaction. I think that Dallas is going to be just fine in this game. Yeah. And and looking again uh, at our matchup tool, which is totally free here, you can see that. And and listen, this doesn't tell everything, but, the majority of the bets and the money right now are on the Cardinals, but the spread has been dropping. The spread has been dropping. You, you mentioned it with, you got it at three and it's down to one in a lot of places. So certainly somebody out there likes the Cowboys. And and I think I'm going to kind of go with that. Uh, I expect a good effort. I really do. And I know that Dak does some things that Dalton can't, but at the same time, he has every weapon you could want. And Dallas's defense, yeah, it struggles. And we'll see. Kyler, he's not immune to turnovers, though, and that's the great equalizer. So 
I think the Cowboys get a big win. I hope they do as well, even though I don't like them. Don't want the Cardinals racking that up. Last thing, we got a couple minutes left, and then we're turning it over to Jay Carey and Ship My Money. They're going to be talking about the Strohs and the Rays. Uh, I think this is pretty simple. Uh, let me ask you it this way. How high do you think the Dolphins are going to be in survivor pools this week? High. Like, it could be... Not a good board for other spots. I know. I, I, I think they could push... 50 plus percent in a lot of leagues. Yep. Um, obviously, if you want to just move on, I think that's your best bet by infinite. If I you, believe that's the goal, right? That is the goal. Surviving. Um, <laughs> surviving. That's why they named the pool after it. If you didn't want to use them, I think that the Patriots would be the only other reasonable spot. Uh, now keep in mind the Patriots will have better spots because they're going to get the Jets uh, in time, two times, one in Foxborough. I, I think this is just, you know, you want to go with the public. I know that's pretty square. I think you pick on the Jets here and you get rid of a, a Dolphins team that no one's going to be upset about burning. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you save. And I don't think the Ravens at Philly is a... No, on the road, that's a like tough. 8.1, no. So... Now you get to save Baltimore, save New England, assuming you haven't used them yet. Those are obviously great teams to have later in the season. Um, and you get to use the Dolphins, who you're never going to really need or use. So just uh, it, it's a tough week to be contrarian, I would say. I would just keep fading the Jets. Last week was Arizona. Um who do the Jets play next week? That's probably who we're taking next week. Yeah, probably. That's Listen, the only other way – last thing I'll say, if you're in a gigantic pool and you're really trying to be different and you got a budget long-term, I think this is the week to take the Giants. Um, I, I do. I, I think that they're going to win. And if you have to, if you know that ultimately you're going to need to burn basically every team and the Giants are only going to have a couple wins, possibly you could go to that this week. Now, again, in most survivor pools, I think that's unnecessary very unnecessary, but I, if you're going long-term, I, I feel pretty confident. That's my favorite bet of the week. I think the Giants really do get a, uh, what I guess you could classify as a big win against <laughs> the old football team. All right. Well, you are, I mean, you are the whisperer of these crappy games, so I, I might join you. I mean, do you know what? I, I bet a Liechtenstein soccer game the other day. I, I dig for the depths uh, of sports to try to find. Listen, you can find edges in college basketball. That's my favorite thing to do. Um, you know, you find these teams that I'm a big college hoops guy. No, and we're going to be talking a lot of college hoops soon enough on this show. Uh, chat, as always, we really appreciate you guys stopping in on a Friday morning. It's always fun. Uh, and we're going to keep building it up. Uh, hit the like button on your way out. And like I said, don't go anywhere. Jay Cowery, ship my money. They are going to be talking some baseball. Obviously, you're going to see me and Julian. Uh, a lot more and make sure to go a follow us on Twitter. That's very important. And B go to awesome odds, read those articles. Julian has a ton of content as will I, we look forward to it. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you same time, same place next week.